Hi, uh, welcome to Unsolicited with Jenny and Mary, a podcast containing mostly intelligent thoughts on things that may or may not matter. They probably don't matter. (laughs) Yeah. They matter to Uh, us. They matter very deeply to us. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm Jenny. Hi, I'm Mary. And we are going to talk about, we've narrowed it down to two things today. Yes. Um, We haven't haven't had a podcast in a while. We were on hiatus. Yeah, we needed a little hiatus. After I've noticed the... that some podcasts do their do it in seasons. We did our oh. first season, and now this yes, is like right. our second season. <laughs> I felt like we needed a break because things were getting really sort of depressing after the uh, inauguration. And well, not and only whatnot. that, but like I moved, got married, you moved, had a new got a new job, so yeah. shit was going shit, down. Shit went down. Yeah, exactly, big time. <laughs> um, so we're gonna talk about um body acceptance yes today yes and then also mary is going to enlighten me on the concept of single tasking it's true which i've slightly gleaned from the word it's called Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i need more information Mm -hmm. um so body acceptance yeah um there's an article yeah go ahead you go well you sent me an article that you found interesting on man repeller that i also agree is an interesting article and challenging for ladies today so the gist of it was basically how to get to a point where you have basically just accepted your body as it is um and there were five steps that they talked about one was building a wardrobe that fits you um the second was um so that you're not wearing clothing that doesn't fit you and then feeling bad about it the second was wearing forgiving silhouettes um the third was not judging other women's bodies the fourth was uh, feeding yourself healthy food. And then the last one was thinking nice thoughts. So starting at the top. So here's the thing. So full disclosure, both Mary and I work in fashion. It's true. Um, and have for a while. Mm -hmm. And there is as much as I love fashion and I love clothing, there is no other industry that is as hard on a woman's body as that. It is true, man. It's um, true. I, and my husband even pointed that out to me when I got my first fashion job. He was like, I feel like you've gotten more just aware of like the way that you look than you ever seemed to be before. Yeah. And I didn't even notice it, but I guess it was, it just sort of happened. Well, I think too, because, and this is when I was like in my teens and early 20s I was like a reed I was very thin so this is not like I'm not like thin shaming I'm not like body shaming Mm -hmm. any woman of any size but it's you know the industry definitely holds up very thin people as the ideal and Mm -hmm. most clothes look amazing on very thin people Mm -hmm. um, because it's just kind of it's the garment and the person is just kind of you know they're not there's not like a like a, a butt cheek sticking out or like, you know what I mean? Like totally everything just hangs very beautifully. It's on just easier. People. I remember when I was in college and the only thing I ever really wore was I would go to the catalog and J crew and I would just order what I wanted in a size four and it just fit because yep. it just did. There was yeah. no like worrying about it. There were no real curves to worry about. It just sort of fit perfectly. And that ended, but yes, it was so I, easy for a while there. <laughs> I recall going into, um, I'm a little older. So the gap, um, it's still around, Jenny. And, it's still around. No, I meant like when they were still. <laughs> although I shouldn't talk. Like I still occasionally love like their jeans. But yeah, like, I don't mind the that gap. That was like the the place to shop if yeah. you like had a little. I didn't have a lot of money, but like 
But like I would go into the gap and I would go right to the sale racks and there would be all these size zeros and size twos and I'd just yep. like, boot, doot, 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 and everything fit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, again, definitely not like that anymore. Yeah. Um, but so working in fashion, you're, you're especially confronted with, you know, the, the trends of the day and they always look good on thin people and they're always showcased on thin people so my my biggest example lately is high-waisted jeans yeah and my perspective on those like mom jeans high-waisted jeans Mm -hmm. and I apologize this is going to offend people who are shaped like me and also people who have had children Mm -hmm. mom jeans don't look cute if you look like an actual mom in them (laughs) right it's true and I'm really sorry I'm really sorry it's true but that's part of the that's part of the thing with it is like wearing Wearing something that's that's not actually meant for you, and so you're able to kind of wear it in a different way, basically, and buck the like norm of that item. Totally. And I have, I I will like scroll through Instagram photos of like the cutest, um, like that one um, Reese. Oh, I can't remember her last name. She's got this Instagram account, Double Exposure. She's adorable. She's tiny. She's perfect. She looks great in everything. And I will like just look at her Instagram photos and be like, God damn she looks so good in those high-waisted jeans and then I put on a pair and I zip it over my little like my little pot belly and Mm -hmm. I'm just like oh no (laughs) no 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 like and not only does it not look good like I can't wear like a crop top with it obviously Mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel good doesn't feel good doesn't feel (laughs) good I'm like my tummy is now ensconced in denim and it can't go anywhere and I don't like it totally Um, totally so I mean that sort of speaks to the whole like dressing both things like having things in your wardrobe that fit you yes and that flatter you that are right for your shape because people who don't have a shape well then they can wear everything but most of us have a shape like I consider my shape I I consider myself a skinny pair like I'm I'm pear shaped I'm not it's not like a huge like disparity it's big enough that I have a hard time like buying pants but yeah I don't I don't look like an overweight person or anything and you wouldn't and the way that I dress I know how to dress for that shape so you can't tell that I'm pear shaped unless I'm unless I go against that way and like unless wear something super form fitting. Yeah, yeah. If I were to wear like a swimsuit, you'd be like, Oh yeah, I see the pear. But um yeah, that's kinda yeah. So I've learned how to how to like play that down a little bit and just kind of I don't know. This I mean the second one they have on here is like wear clothes that's that are a little more free flowing. Which I totally I agree with that. And I definitely always feel comfortable in something that's like loose and easy. But again, there's that vanity aspect where yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, God damn it. Like, it's not she's fair. Wearing, yeah. I'm like, she's wearing those cute high-waisted crop Jesse cam pants. Like, why can't <laughs> I wear those? And it's like, I'm like, because bitch, you drink too much fucking wine and you like cheese. <laughs> if you want to cut that shit out, then yeah, you can totally wear that and maybe exercise for a half second. You know, maybe like, that, that might go to this, the last one on this list, which is talking <laughs> nice to yourself. No, I do not talk <laughs> nice to myself ever. No, I'm always just like, girl, what the hell is that? Like, what are you doing? And then I think about like, if, I'm feeling that way about myself because I'm not I'm not big by any stretch no, of the imagination like a I'm a small person yeah and then I think about people who are larger than me and how shitty that must feel to to yeah. not even like I'm just like oh if I could just cut down on my tummy meh 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 you know like right to, to feel like your body is so out of place in what's being accepted in society and in fashion and you know on tv and everything like uh, so we went to the movies last night and um first of all they played us like 10 previews which was god awful but anyway a little excessive 
it was really excessive. But um, there was this commercial mixed in, like a Coke commercial or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, summer's here. And I was very aware that every woman in this commercial was usually wearing a bikini or short shorts. Yeah. And they all had totally, not necessarily like ribbed, you know, like or like ribbed abs, like yeah. fit stomachs. They all had that like perfect, like 1960s James Bond, like mm. Brazilian fucking supermodel body. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, once again, I, you know, I don't, I don't love my body and I definitely don't always speak nicely to myself about it. Yeah. But I think about people who feel so, so far apart from, from that ideal. Like it yeah. fucking sucks, you know, yeah. like, it's so not only because every it's generally just kind of the norm that most women hate their bodies, unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. or at least a lot of women do not feel kindly about their bodies. But then to actually have the type of body that society also is not down with, that's doubly hard. And exactly. then it's like you're to love your body. You're not only trying to be mentally healthy, but you're also like going against all of society's like expectations. Totally. And also like society as a whole but also society and individuals like people feel perfectly fine sometimes letting you know what they think about your body yes which is just I mean that happened to me when I was skinny Mm -hmm. you know people would say things to me I had people like scream to me from across parking lots like what size are you damn like it, it I had people whispering behind me like I think she's anorexic like it was Wow. Unpleasant. And I think about that and how that just is pervasive throughout society. People think that it's okay to like give you an opinion on what they think of your body. Yeah, for Um, sure. So it makes it especially hard to, to, to feel good about yourself and Mm -hmm. to just, and not just like, not even just feeling good, like feeling, feeling hot, like feeling sexy, you know, like, which isn't a thing that should just be acceptable for women who are like you know big boobs big butt like small small flat stomach like Mm -hmm. it's it's just really and now i'm going off on like a horrible tangent no i totally agree though it just upsets me that like people can't allow people to just be comfortable (laughs) as themselves you know yeah for sure and like and that the i mean i guess one of the solutions even that this article suggests is wearing forgiving silhouettes and like maybe you shouldn't have to necessarily I mean, a lot of times, you know, like we do for comfort and partially, you know, like we like the look or whatever, but some people don't want to have to do that. And like, you're almost forced to. It's true because, because it's like, it's going to somehow offend someone on the street or something. Yeah. Um, No, I have like huge respect for women who don't fit into the, like the classic or the traditional or the accepted body type Mm -hmm. and still fucking rock. I mean, I, before when I was like, it's not cute if you look like a mom, I realized like that's sort of society's like, you know, in my brain, like me, like, yeah. Oh, don't wear that. If you don't look like this, I basically just, I just perpetuated it. Well, Um, what's hard is that you see, and part of the reason I think it's so pervasive in our minds and working in fashion is that, you know, that the way the item is supposed, you know, the way the item is supposed to fit. Like I always look at the example of boyfriend jeans. Yeah. You know, like a boyfriend jean theoretically is supposed to be a little bit baggy, kind of slouchy and like, pretty much every modern day boyfriend jean that I have ever put on my body is a fucking skinny jean to the hilt. That like dressing in a cuff. Yeah. It's not, there's nothing like I have curves, like the pair I was telling you about, like there's no like slouchy happening. I'm filling it out, you know? And so, (laughs) so if I want a boyfriend jean, I literally go and I buy like a pair of men's jeans 
and try you know like that are super relaxed fit so that i can actually get like a little of the roomy vibe but it and then but then that makes me feel bad because it's like why why doesn't my body work with like the boyfriend jean like why can't i wear it the way that it's supposed to be and it's because all those chicks and the models wearing the boyfriend jeans they don't have any curves so it just hangs on them yeah you know which i mean again i'm no diss to them because i i'm acutely aware of the fact that like body judgment and body mm-hmm. shaming goes all over the place yeah. you know um yeah it's just I love that like we're just like railing against society when it's like let's be positive about my body right Um, I know it's just really hard like it's hard it's hard because there's everybody's everybody is every shape and like I don't I don't honestly know what fashion should do about that because I get it like you have to pick a mainstay like a basis that you can then build all of your clothes off of and the basis that they've chosen is just no curves so that's what all the clothes are designed for. Because what are you going to do otherwise? If you are going to pick a curve, like okay, cool. All this is designed for the apple body, or like yeah. all this is designed for the pear body, or all this is designed for the athletic body, or like like how are you going to choose? Well, There's so many I, different ways to be curvy or not curvy. And I think too that goes back to sort of like fashion as an industry because mm-hmm. it's too hard to figure out a way to dress everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they just go for the you know the not it's not even a common denominator like most women aren't shaped like that yeah it's true um they go for what they think is or what has been proved to be most acceptable most quote-unquote aspirational you know yeah yeah it's crazy but the minute somebody opens up a pear-shaped lady fashion store or brand that like carries anything that's going to look good on a pear-shaped body and is actually like with it in the trends yeah i'm there man i'm there Yeah, I mean that's why Eileen Fisher is fucking gangbusters, right? True, because it they they dress, uh, they create like flowy garments that mm-hmm. dress um a wide variety of women, particularly women who are aging and who are just kind of like, what the fuck is happening to my body? <laughs> What's going um, on? <laughs> seriously, like it makes yeah. sense. That's why they do so well. Yeah. Um, but it's just I don't know. It's just really frustrating. Like I I really appreciated the article, and I I I understand what they're telling you to do but again like we were talking like some of me bristles at that like yeah you know just dress to flatter your body and i'm Mm -hmm. just like fuck all like why can't i walk around with like my little pot belly and not be flattered yeah (laughs) yeah not be flattered and not have somebody be like oh my god you look like you're about three months along yeah yeah yeah, that's great thanks yeah i mean nobody's actually said that to me but yeah that's how i feel I think the two points in this article that I most agree with are the one about not judging other women's bodies. And that's, that's hard just because you don't even know you're doing it. You like look at somebody on the street and you immediately think, Oh, she's cute. Or, Ooh, Ooh, I wouldn't wear it like that. Or, you know, like you just can't, it's just, it's, it happens so quickly. And I've been trying so hard to not do that to not, not just with women, but also like, okay, so this is going to sound a little weird, but with, the Trump administration in particular, Mm -hmm. I've been trying very hard to not comment on, um, uh, specific characteristics, physical characteristics of people in that administration. So I have huge issues with policies. I have huge issues with the personalities. I, I don't like the administration, but for me, it's too easy to like rail on, how maybe Mitch McConnell looks right. or Trump's or fucking how, hair. 
Trump looks exactly. Right. Yeah. I've been trying or Kellyanne Conway. That's another one. Right. Trying re- I, I don't like that woman at all. I think she's a horrible woman, mm-hmm. but I've been trying really hard not to engage just in my, even in my own mind mm-hmm. in like despairing disparaging remarks about the way she looks well the thing that's funny is that it's it seems like those types of like juvenile comments are what bother those guys the most so it's really tempting to not want to do it like the thing i remember during the election the thing that like trump got so upset about was people insinuating that he had small hands oh which, do you like, know the story about that <laughs> yeah, yeah so, it was so something the like, editor or i, th- I can't remember who's the editor but yeah great partner from vanity fair like he said that years ago in an right. article about trump right. and trump will allegedly will like take um photographs or find photographs of himself and circle his hands in gold sharpie and send it to Graydon carter and be like see not so small it's unbelievable and that's why it's so fucking tempting to want to go there you know (laughs) and just like mock these motherfuckers because that's the thing that they respond to is childhood bullying because they're bullies and so when you give them their the taste of their own medicine they can't handle it but if you try to argue politics with them they don't give a fuck and they're not even like (laughs) not even phased don't even care i just feel like for me it's i mean i don't want to sound like i'm like some high and mighty person because i'm definitely not but it i feels beneath me and i also feel like if i'm doing if i'm doing that with someone when my my actual problem with them is about the way that they treat people then it just it doesn't make me any better like it's true and it distracts from like what we're talking about, like not in this specific instance, not judging other women, you know, like mm-hmm. it just it bleeds into everything else. Like if if I'm like saying like shit about Trump's hands or I don't know, his hair or whatever, his tan. Right. That's me sort of vaguely <laughs> talking about it. Yeah. Um, then, you know, or like Jason Chaffetz looking a little bit like a farm animal. Right. Um, <laughs> then that bleeds into other things. You right. know, then it then it's much easier for me to like see a woman and be like, oh, girl, but, you know, and, and I'm already totally. like struggling with that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's like Michelle Obama said, like, they go low, we go high. And I remember think like hearing that voice in my head and being like, and that's how we lost. I don't know. Like, I can't help but be like, maybe we no. should have just turned into fucking fire some fire. petty mother, you know, like just give it. Yeah. Fight fire with fire. Exactly. Maybe that would have worked a little bit more. Just play on their insecurities as people because they clearly aren't insecure about like their policies or politics. Or we just we just uh, make sure that The Rock runs for 2020. Do yeah. You know that's a yeah. Thing, right? Oh, I read that article. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would vote for him. I would vote. You for know, him he's too. a raging liberal, even though he won't admit it. Yeah. Well, now we're just we're. Just, I'm accepting. We're just at the point where it's just celebrities. That's just I who know. we have as presidents now from going forward. Yeah. Fucking Reagan started it all. Dick. Actually, like you know what? Who probably started it? Kennedy. He wasn't a celebrity per se, but he definitely had a celebrity persona. He did. He looked like, like one. he was beautiful. He yeah. was like ladies' man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Totally. Sorry. Not Fully. to disparage Kennedy. Fully. <laughs> um, 50th anniversary, I think, of his death, right? I read that. Okay, so when I was at the movies last night, they said something about there was like a 100-year Kennedy thing, which I was very confused about. Was he, was his, he's 100 years old, his birthday. Would he have been 100 years old? That's yes. insane to me. Yes. Because Kennedy is such a like, I mean, it wasn't my touchstone. Obviously, mm-hmm. mine was Kurt Cobain killing himself, but mm-hmm. um, it's such a like, it's such a huge huge milestone huge milestone mm-hmm. him being assassinated mm-hmm. of course there are other huge milestones like mm-hmm. very huge milestones um like dr king mm-hmm. but i i was just sort of like that was a hundred years ago like it yeah. doesn't 
it feels too well a hundred years ago that he was born okay it was so 50 he years ago years i think that the assassination happened that's fucking crazy man right i think he was like 50 i, I just feel know. like that shit keeps resonating even maybe it's just because i'm in my 40s well no but i remember the first time this only happened like two or three years ago the first time that that actually sunk into me the gravity of that and i remember calling my parents and being like whoa what did you guys do when that went down? That must have been insane. Yeah. Like I just suddenly it just sunk in of like that would be terrifying. Your president is just straight up murdered and then like what yeah. do you even do? Yeah, that'd be crazy. And like a president that everybody that was pretty beloved. I mean Yeah. Yeah. That'd be scary. I remember being terrified that Obama would that some you know, the oh same thing God, would happen too. to him. I still so am. Scary. I'm still just like you motherfuckers better protect him all the yeah. time. He's like permanent vacation. You don't have to worry about him. People are not I worried about so. him anymore. It's all good. I don't want anything to happen to that family. They're wonderful. They are totally wonderful. Yeah. Um, okay, the last point that this uh, article makes is about um, just basically being being good to yourself, thinking nice thoughts about yourself. Turning, yeah, off, turning gonna, off the I'm voice gonna... that says that you're not good enough, which for me is particularly different, difficult once a month. And I know that's so cliche, but like there every month I get to a point where I spiral into a self-loathing that is so terrible. And I know so, it's like two days before my period, but and which is so cliche, but it, I can't get out of it. It's the worst. So here's the thing. I want to. So I'm really upset that. OK, so there's a couple things. So. People, specifically, again, not to bring it back to politics, but sorry, people intimate that women can't be good leaders because of their periods. Right. And so then it sort of turns it around so that women have to be like, that doesn't have any effect on me. Right. But it's like, no, it fucking does. It's hormonal. You're you're supposed to be, at that point, like creating a, you know, harboring right. a child. Yeah. Harboring, that, that's a weird word, like a fugitive <laughs> in your uterus. Right. But, for some people it is. But, like... It yeah. is a it is a physiological thing that happens, mm -hmm. and yes, it can affect you. But it makes me so mad that people think you're gonna fucking fly off the handle and like right. enter the nukes code because you're having On an your emotional period. Yeah, it's right? ridiculous. <laughs> and not only that, but the thing I think that we should be a little bit more, a lot more afraid of than women like having a mood swing while on their period is men and their fucking ego attacks, a la Trump. Like he a can't testosterone. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? That's testosterone is way more dangerous because he will fucking plug in those nuclear codes the minute that like some fucking North Korean leader talks about his tiny ass hands, you know, like it does not take much for like no. him to go crazy. And no. I think Hillary, well, she's past period at this point. But she's past period. PP. She's PP. She's PP. But <laughs> there, you know, menopause too, I think has some like some uh ramifications that are also like emotional oh absolutely just, i mean it's you know, physiological like hot flashes and shit yeah and i think men go through physical stuff like that too you know they're like not immune from hormonal mood shiftings and whatnot it just pisses they have a me off that we can't be we can't be considered strong but also mm -hmm. vulnerable mm -hmm. in in terms of our own goddamn bodies totally you know yeah totally um, agreed but i agree with you like and as i've been getting older my my specifically pms like i'm i'm like i can feel more despondent yeah. like i'm sort of just like fuck man and then all yeah. of a sudden i'll be like oh <laughs> it's like a week before that's yeah. why i'm yeah. in a shitty mood it's gonna be fine yeah in two weeks it'll be done and you'll be happy as a fucking clam totally. so <laughs> a beardy I, clam <laughs> i think part of it too for me was an age thing because i think i was a lot more like 
in my in my like late 20s a lot more critical of the way that I looked because I could tell that like I was starting to kind of change a little bit and I wasn't just like 22 anymore and it was it was a little bit like what's going on I can't this is really happening like I'm really starting to lose it a little bit and then by the time I hit like 30 and early 30s it was like what is going on <laughs> and now you mean like when you were PMSing no no just oh, in oh. general of like body not being as like taunt as, as it used to be and like oh, just easy okay. you know and then um because I'm thinking in terms of like the being nice to yourself and so by the time now in my mid 30s I'm I feel a lot more like you know you look good enough it's cool <laughs> a lot more like forgiving of like That's you know awesome. what cellulite you're gonna have that it's all right you're never gonna really get rid of that so you can let go of that dream it's just gonna be there but like your husband still thinks you look good so it's cool I so it's interesting like what you said like your husband still thinks you look good and yeah. and that's incredible but also like it that that bugs me that we feel like the only thing that makes us not the only thing but yeah. we're worthwhile if we're still considered a track you know what i mean like it's true in that i don't know like i do think about that and i i was thinking about it the other day i'm like oh god damn like i'm getting really pale yeah. i'm starting to i'm starting to like on my feet like i'm starting to really see the veins popping and i'm like uh -huh. oh i'm getting old lady feet yeah um and i was like well whatever I, I don't fucking care i'm not like trying to catch any like young buck's eye anymore and then i was just like wait what does that have to do with anything it's true <laughs> it's, it's true weird and i mean it kind of like goes back to what we talked about in our last podcast if you want to listen to it it's on itunes it is um where we were just talking about women and how we get in these prescribed roles and i'm sort yeah. of shifting into that mid 40s Hey, you're, you're kind of not really that sexual anymore. You know, like right. you've got like a shit ton of spider veins. You've got cellulite, like old lady feet, which mm -hmm. old lady feet. God, yeah. what do those look like? Fuck. I'm going to, Oh no. I just feel like, well, I'm really pale too. So like, I feel like my yeah. veins are popping. Yeah. So, you know, I look like, um, the crypt keeper basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> the crypt keeper. Tales from the crypt. crypt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh my God. Um, I don't know. It's just really, it's really hard. I, I told somebody like last week that my dream is to be an Italian grandmother. <laughs> and what I meant by that was like, I just want to eat all the pasta, wear yeah. like a loose fitting black yeah. garment and just be like, Hey everybody. Yeah. Manja, manja. Well, she, that's also the same woman who has the longest hair in the world growing out of a mole on her face. And you know, she sees that hair when she looks in the mirror every day, but she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm She's not, not even going to pluck it out. She doesn't give a <laughs> fuck. Yeah. You see that lady on the bus sometimes and you're just like, she's, past she's got she's gotten to a like a mental level that is beyond all of us where she realizes that who gives a flying fuck about what you I look like I, I don't think i'm ever gonna be the mole hairs have to go well i mean we've worked in fashion long enough that it's probably <laughs> ingrained in us to at least like groom to a certain level but yeah i did tell steve though i told steve like if i ever fall into a coma i'm like it's your responsibility to pluck the hairs out of my chin <laughs> <laughs> i like that you're holding him to that very good. I'm not sure how he felt about it, but he agreed. <laughs> and if I go and visit you in the hospital while you're in that coma and I see any chin hairs, I will let Steve have it. Please do. <laughs> Hand him a pair of tweezermans and be like, fix this. <laughs> this is not Fully. okay. Fully. Okay. Are you ready to talk about single tasking? <sighs> yeah. Is, this, is, is single tasking Steve and the tweezers? <laughs> yes. He's going to need a single task definitely while he does that. For sure. 
Um, this is just kind of another, I guess our, the theme of like this episode is like challenging ourselves to go beyond the self that we are currently experiencing. I don't know if that makes any sense. Be nicer to our, nicer to ourselves and our bodies, but then also single tasking is, um, this new kind of buzzword that's floating around online lately that says that multitasking is bad basically. Um, and that we are not built as human beings to focus on like four or five different things at once. So like while you're working at your desk at work and you're getting interrupted by emails and you're trying to write an email while you're also like switching over to a tab to like see what you're looking at online so you can reference it. And then you also have like somebody behind you who's like waiting for something and then the phone rings and like that apparently is like the worst possible thing for your brain basically that you're it's like kind of depleting all of your energy and that's why I'm so tired all the time yeah basically (laughs) yes and that's it just didn't it didn't used to be like this like in in the history of time I think it's been like this for quite a while but um you know back centuries ago that was not the way that human beings were programmed to operate so there people are saying that they're able to kind of get back a greater sense of like peace and control over their lives by single tasking. And who are these people? Um, people on Twitter and shit who are trying these challenges that like, Mm -hmm. for example, I'm looking at this NPR article that, um, had like lists out these five, five daily challenges, like spend a day, focus on one task at a time. Um, a day, a whole day. Yeah. Like a whole day. Um, just basically, basically the opposite of multitasking just like or if you're not going to spend a whole day like you could there are um apps out there even that will like break it up for you so that you can only use like one thing on your phone at a time so you can't be switching between like safari and you know like notes and email and so what if like, you're your, just desperate for knowledge well i mean then you probably are not interested in single tasking <laughs> But it's it's basically just a way to like quiet your mind a little bit and like focus yourself more. Have you been trying it? Um, I have dabbled a little bit. It's hard because you also like you it introduces a little bit of FOMO into your world because oh, you God, worry yeah. that like you're going to miss out on like emails that are coming through or like stuff that needs your attention, especially at work. I think it's hardest at work. Like I feel like I was hired at my job to multitask. So like if I were to single task, I would literally not be doing my job. But these articles, like this NPR article is saying that like you, you're better, your work is better when you focus on it and solely focus on that. Like the quality of the work ends up being better. And then the quality of like what it does for you is like it helps you learn how to focus more and stop getting all these like quick fixes of all this stuff competing for your attention. Although I do feel like sometimes, particularly with work and with writing for Mm -hmm. work, sometimes when I'm under the gun, I work. I mean, maybe it's not, maybe deadline doesn't factor into this, Mm -hmm. but I think I tend to procrastinate occasionally because I know that when I really have to do something, I'll just be like, bam, bam, bam. And I usually do good work. Right. Yeah. I'm not denying that it's probably more stressful than I, it needs to be, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have a really, I, I feel like I used to, it's funny because I used to read a lot. That's probably why I can actually write since 
I moved to like different schools and I didn't ever hardly finish any classes and I didn't go to college. Yeah. But I think reading helped me be a better writer. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a really hard time reading anymore because, yeah. you know, it's, it's sort of it's the lack of attention span. It's the last yep. lack of being able to like focus on a single task and reading yeah. at that point is a task. I think I think reading is a really good example, like reading a paper book, because yes. if you're if you're going to sit down to read that's all there is really unless you're like also getting like a massage at the same time or like something else is happening or unless you're doing it in front of like the tv screen or something but if you're if you go into a room and read like that's that's it so i think that's a good actually example for people to think of what single tasking is because it when you explain it it sounds so crazy but like well have you ever read a book because you were single tasking just then yeah you're you know? completely focused on that one yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like and I even find it. that hard sometimes. Like I hardly ever read anymore. And when I do, I if the book isn't really capturing my attention, yeah. I will totally like zone out or yeah. like, where's my phone? What's happening on, you know? And I even like, mostly because of, of you and like, um, you know, you're like not being on Facebook anymore. Like I yeah. deleted the app from my phone. I'm nice. not really on it anymore. Nice. And that is one less thing that, but I find myself like now being like Instagram, what's happening on Instagram? Right. Like I kind of got back on Instagram too, but it's way less of a time suck I've found than Facebook. Yeah. It's, it's, it's way less. Cause there's no articles to link to. Yes. And it's like less likely that you're going to refresh and find like a whole bunch of new shit to like exactly. talk about or whatever. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's really hard. Like it, Single tasking, focusing, and it's funny because I, you know, I, I'm not like a digital native, you know, Mm -hmm, (laughs) like mm -hmm. not somebody that grew up with this shit, Yeah. but for whatever reason, like I've taken to it like a goddamn little, I don't know, baby animal to the teat. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't pick an animal. Uh, No, that sounds good. Any animal will do. Lots of them like teats. Teats are very popular in the animal world. (laughs) Chicks, chicks don't have teats, so they don't go for teat. Well, I mean, our our friend Laura, who seems to come up in every podcast yes. episode that we do, just she was her. telling me that she actually tried this a little bit, where she um she like wouldn't she turned off alerts, for example, on her computer, so that while she's working, she no longer gets like the little preview email that shows up every time you get an email, so or the little like bouncing ball or whatever that shows up when you get an email. Oh God, I hate the bouncing it's, ball. It's the worst. So that basically, and she if she's focused on writing something nothing can interrupt her and i've been toying with that a lot lately i've actually been thinking about doing it on my phone no longer signing up for push notifications when i, I get text push messages. notifications i don't have them none I hate them. even if you get a wait. text oh wait no that was on my iphone never mind on my pixel i still have them. okay <laughs> they're Do less you... annoying on the pixel for some reason i don't know why I mean, they are, they're either there or they're not there. And like, I find that I can't, they're definitely, they kind of usurp anything that's happening at the moment. If I'm talking to somebody and like, suddenly I see the screen flash because somebody just texted me, like, I can't help but want to go to it, you know? And I I know from being on the other end of that, when I'm talking to somebody and they immediately, and I can tell that I've just lost them because they saw the flash of light when somebody texted (laughs) them on their phone. And it's just like, oh, fuck, well, this is all over. They're no longer even hearing what I'm saying anymore. You know, like that, that is very real. And that happens all the time. And I'm thinking, I don't want to be that person. And I think, I think I'm just going to do it. Maybe where's my phone? I'm going to shut that shit off. No more <laughs> notifications. And, it, you know, I'll still know if people text me because the little number will show up, but I will have to go look for it instead of, um, instead of just having it. 
you know, pop up. So Are you I'm really doing it right I'm now. Not, well, I can't do it right now because it requires too much brain work, but <laughs> I will do it tonight. I'm going to turn it off. You're single tasking, Mary. Talk to me. Exactly. I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to focus. I, I think that it will be good. I think that it will help my sanity, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try. And I just, I know that like I've turned into the person too, who like even watching like Netflix or a movie at night, I pick up my phone midway through the movie. I do the same thing. It's terrible. What happened to us? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm trying to, to, I'm actually trying to think back right now through my lifetime. I used to be obsessed with, like I used to go to movies all the time and I would watch them when I was at home and like I was just enraptured by them and unless the movie was terrible, you know, but for the most part, like I would watch the movie the whole way through and never once feel like antsy. You but know, now it's like I can't fucking make it. Even if I like the movie, it's so rare that I'll watch a movie all the way through all and not feel through. the itch to like do something else at the same I think time. Today, like I was thinking about it. Um, I woke up at like, I don't know, like 930 or something and like had some coffee and then I came out here and I was like, I want to get some internet time in because I have all this stuff I want to research on the internet. Yeah. Vegan, vegan shoes and vegan accessories and <laughs> vegan because I'm on this fucking vegan kick. Aww. And then, yeah, but I'm still eating eggs. So anyway, and then like <laughs> I'm okay. like. You know, and I'm like, but then also I need to unpack all this shit because we cleared out my family's storage space and I need to unpack this stuff and repack it in smaller boxes because it's too heavy. And then like, and then I want to vacuum and then I want to, but I also want to chill out. And then I told Steve got up and I was just like, there's not enough time in the day. There isn't. For me, I feel like that kind of folds into, into this, like into the sort of like, if I single task, yeah. I feel like I'm not doing one thing that later I'll be like, but you said you were going to do that. Right. And then I'll feel bad about myself right. or I'll think I missed something. Or I think that one thing that helps is like, for example, if you make a list of all the things that you know oh, that girl, need attention and that you do, but then, but then next to each item on the list, you assign it a time. So like, I'm going to do this on Thursday. This I'll do on Sunday this I'll do next Tuesday because it's not pressing you know like if you break it out maybe then it'll seem less overwhelming I'll try that this week you know I mean it could be just making stuff bite-sized I guess but then like holding yourself to it will probably be the hardest part because I'm not really good at follow through because <laughs> I'm like I mean I'm like what the fuck I just had like a half a bottle of Chardonnay I'm gonna watch a scary movie and go to sleep motherfucker. you're really good at follow through when it comes to Chardonnay so let's give you some points there because okay. you're good at Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> um, so hold on yeah, I take a sip of my Chardonnay. Okay. <laughs> I'm I sure really it's am delicious. turning into my mother though. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of all I have. Yeah, yeah. I just now I'm just more stressed out. Sorry, this episode was like. We're going to explore okay. Okay. all of the... But yeah. you know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to wear my fucking high-waisted crop chinos and Ooh. not let my stomach hang. <laughs> do it, girl. Yeah, send me a picture. It. I can't do it. Sounds awesome. That sounds super cute. What they shoes, are cute. What shoes are you going to wear with those? Um, I might wear my fake Eileen Fisher sandals. Nice. I've been wearing mine lately, too. Yeah. It, here's the thing. My whole thing before where I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to buy vegan, all right? I'm not, I don't eat vegan, but I'm trying to not buy animal products unless they're used. That's cool. Um, but I don't really, really want to buy used sandals. No diss to anyone who does, because whatever. Sandals, you wear that shit out. There's no such thing as a used sandal. Yeah. So I don't, I'm kind of wanted a new pair of sandals, but I haven't found anything because there's not a lot of vegan shoe companies out there. That's rough. That is rough. 
Yeah, because like the faux leather kind of kind of hurts a lot of the times. Yeah, it kind of hurts. It's not it's not comfy. Yeah, they do make this new faux leather called Pinatex, which is made out of the um, the fibers from pineapple leaves. Ooh, but I haven't actually gotten to check it out yet. So okay, let me know how that goes. I don't know. They don't have them around here. It's all in. What if you the, got, what about like a hemp sandal? Just go full no, on hippie. No. <laughs> Just embrace it, Jenny. You're halfway not there. Until, not until I'm like <laughs> living on a plot of land and pretending to garden and Steve is supporting me. That hey. sounds like a real future. That, that sounds happen. like something that's never going to happen. <laughs> no, that could happen. That could happen. Yeah, definitely. Totally. I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'll come visit you on that plot of land. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Totally. I'll make you wear hemp sandals too. Oh, I'll, I'm down. I'm down. As long as they're somewhat comfortable, I will I can rock a hemp sandal <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, all right. You want to close this out? Yes. Okay. Right. So um, if you guys have anything that you would like to email us, maybe you would like to yell at us about our terrible JFK <laughs> dates, which are probably right. like super fucked up and wrong. Totally correct us. Or maybe you have like an idea of something you would like us to discuss on this here podcast. We're totally down. Or maybe you just want to chat about like hemp sandals and like brie and cats and mm, chardonnay. Brie. We're totally into all that shit. So hit us up at unsolicited.jenny.mary at gmail.com. And tell all your friends about our dope ass podcast and write us a review on iTunes. Maybe give us some stars. That would really help us out. Um, and then just a couple of credits. Our album cover is by Allie Creighton and our theme music is by Seattle band Wimps. And they are Wimps. fucking awesome. They are. So yeah, until next time. Bye. Maybe soon. Maybe probably sooner. Oh yeah. May- maybe hopefully probably. sooner than last time. Maybe it we'll will record be when I come down to San Francisco. That would be awesome. That would be hilarious. Cool, man. <laughs> It'd be really fun. <laughs> All, right. All right. Peace out. Bye. Bye.